What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where we teach you how to grow your social media by talking to the people that have actually done it. My guest today is Andrew Zito, better known as Zito. Zito, you can find him on Instagram at at S-Z-E-T-O, S-Z-E-T-O. And he is probably one of Ottawa's most interesting people. He's a photographer and a videographer. He's a skateboarder and a woodworker. And for a lot of his projects with woodworking, he recycles old skateboards and turns them into stuff like canoe paddles, baseball bats, levitating plant holders. And he's also a world traveler. And we're going to get into a lot in this podcast. Obviously, we're going to talk about his Instagram and how he grew it to over 21.9 thousand followers and the importance of being featured by other pages to help him grow. We're also going to talk about his woodworking process, building canoe paddles out of old skateboards, and we're going to talk about some crazy stories he has from his world travels. Stories like where he was within 10 feet from a whale to take its picture, uh, a story where he was in Vietnam and he was in an accident that led to him being in a Vietnamese holding cell in the middle of nowhere being interrogated while he was still bleeding from the accident. It's a crazy story, guys, and you're just going to have to listen to it. There's no way I could explain it as well as he can. It's it's unbelievable. Another thing we're going to try with this episode is if you're listening to this episode, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, screenshot it and put it on your Instagram story tag at my social pod, and I will share it to the My Social Life Instagram page, which is again is at my social pod. Also, if you're watching this episode on video and the quality is a little bit different than it used to, it usually is, I'm trying something new out where I've got a couple webcams and I'm trying to live edit the podcast on the fly in terms of video, switching from one camera to the other. Um, I'm also having trouble with the cameras. It worked to an extent, but it's definitely not quite the quality I was hoping for, something I have to work on in the coming weeks. So if you're wondering what's going on with the video, that's why. Um, if you're following my personal Instagram at, at the Jacob Kelly, you will have seen this process as I'm documenting every single day on my Instagram story behind the scenes of this podcast, my job, everything. So if you want to check that out, it's again, my personal Instagram at, at the Jacob Kelly. But anyways, enough of me talking away here. This is an awesome interview, guys. It's a great conversation. Let's get to it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where we teach you how to grow your social media by talking to the people that have actually done it. My guest today is Andrew Zito, and you do a lot of things, so I'm going to let you kind of explain what you do and who you are a little bit. Okay. Uh, sure. So I'm Andrew. Uh, I mostly just tinker. That's kind of how I like to describe myself, I guess. Don't really think I'm one of anything in particular, but, uh, yeah, I just mess around woodworking, photography, skateboarding stuff, filming all of it and just kind of having fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like a really interesting dude. Like I did my research and I kind of, I broke it down into, I think six different categories. So I had photo, video, the woodworking, skateboarding. I had motorbike aficionado written down. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I had uh, world traveler slash adventurer, and that one I pulled right from your website. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't updated that website in a yeah. long time. <laughs> no worries. Instagram is the new website yeah. I find, or or just your social media platforms are where everyone's at, anyways. So it's pro- that website. You'll notice even the resolution of the photos and sizing of the photos is kind of off. I just haven't touched it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I probably should be updating that stuff, but yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So what kind of came first? If I was to guess, I'd say skateboarding, but I could be very wrong. Definitely skateboarding, yeah. So, I mean, just grew up skateboarding. I actually moved to Canada from the States, and out there I was kind of really skateboarding a lot when I lived in California. 
And so that was really, you know, kind of set the path for everything. And I'm very much stoked on that and stuff. So yeah, yeah, skateboarding. So do you remember your first board? Uh, it was a silver think skateboard, uh, thinks company out of San Francisco. They're kind of awesome. Uh, they folded a few years back and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever compete? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, the in Castle, a California Amateur Skateboard League, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I competed uh, in a handful of contests and stuff, and always in the unsponsored category, mind you. Okay, like so I was just like a grom, like in California. Uh, my parents were kind of all over the place. Like my mom, it was in tech, which is why we were in California in the first place. My dad stayed here in Canada, actually. And so I was pretty much left to my own devices most evenings and stuff like that. So as long as I got my homework done, as long as I, you know, I'm Asian. So as long as I got my A's and everything, um, my parents didn't care. So it was just like, you know, do whatever. And when I first got to California, it was just like a pack of kids in a parking lot skateboarding. Like this movie from Jonah Hill, mid nineties is about to come out and it's going to blow everyone's minds, I think, but it's just like that. Like you're kind of just left to your own devices and here's this pack of kids that are just like doing their thing. And that just immediately drew me and showed up and got aboard, sucked, took a couple of years to actually get somewhere and, you know, made friends and just kind of, kind of went from there. That's awesome. Yeah. So was it like an empty parking lot you were saying where you guys would kind of, it was actually or? a parking lot beside the skate shop. Okay, so cool. it was called, the shop was called gone surfing. It was in Ronert park, California and uh, a lot of homies and a lot of good memories in that parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, like no like ramps or anything. It was literally just a parking lot yeah. or yeah, really? Was, yeah. So you guys had to be kind of creative then street skateboarding. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Which yeah. Kind, of, kind of like this theory I have that like skateboarders breed like some of the best creative minds just be, because basically anywhere they go, they can kind of visualize like different tricks they can do on different objects and stuff. Yeah. I just see like, I look around at other creatives and like yeah. people like Casey Neistat, he skateboards, Peter McKinnon skateboards, like all these different people, Daniel Schiffer out of Toronto. They kind of skateboard. Yeah. They don't, like, not completely, <laughs> but, no, no, but no, like no. there's They're... definitely a little, and I just kind of have that. What do you think? Like, do you think skateboarding breeds like a lot of creativity? It's just something I've They're, kind of seen. Yeah. Those guys are incredible. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm obviously have a bias, but absolutely. Like you have folks like Spike Jones, who's created some of the most epic movies of all time, in my opinion. He's now running Vice, Vice Land, their, their whole television side of things. And he owns cho- uh, Chocolate and Girl Skateboards. He owns like that whole distro and stuff. And he's an incredible skateboarder, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean all those guys you mentioned have hints of like, you know, having had skateboard and, and, you know, they still ride skateboards around clearly. Um, and so, yeah, definitely. I think it's, uh, you know, you're kind of, it's the hardest thing to do, I think like tricks and skateboarding and stuff like that. And so if you're able to kind of perspire through all that stuff and, and kind of get there, um, yeah, just, you know, you're a dedicated person I find. So, you know, kind of goes from there. Yeah. So then did you kind of pick up the camera because of skateboarding to shoot like demos yep. and stuff? Uh, not demos and stuff, but like, uh, skateboarding. So I'd shoot videos or photos, sorry, of, uh, of the homies and stuff like that. And yeah, that's how I kind of got into the magazines and everything kind of then went on from there. Yeah. What do you mean by like the magazines? So the magazines, uh, skateboard magazines. Uh, so in Canada, I was, ran a whole bunch with uh, King Shit at the time, SBC at the time, and what was Concrete, Concrete Skateboarding at the time too. Uh, Concrete's folded, SBC still has gone and then come back, and then King Shit is now just King because shit makes it a little too hardcore or something like that. So yeah. So kind of when did you start? Like did like when did you kind of pick up a camera for the first time? Oh, I was. 
sponsored at the time, so like roughly around when I was 23, 24. I'm 32 now, so it's been a minute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like probably like nine, eight, nine years ago. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Do you know what your first camera was? It was a Nikon D300. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Because it could shoot sequences at the time. And it was like, there's a very few cameras that shot like your seven, eight frames per second. And that was one of the cameras that did. And so I was just like, that's the one to start off with. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, so I think, I know it's not been updated in a while, but on your website, I saw you do weddings and stuff. So you kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I still do. Still do? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the best money making thing. Like it's super lucrative and stuff like that. Uh, These days, you know, there were days where I'd do 12 a year, uh, up to a dozen a year and stuff. And these days I really just keep it to about three or four a year. Um, and kind of my thing is just like, if it's a wedding that I was going to be at anyways, then I would do it. If it's not, then I'm just like, yeah, I'd rather spend my time building something or something else. Yeah. That's fair. So you've done kind of photography for skateboarding and magazines, weddings. Have you done anything else professionally with photography? Photography? Yeah. I mean, photography and video these days, it's just like, that's kind of how I like my living, right? So I, so my day job is I'm the multimedia guy at the Coast Guard. Okay. Uh, that's what I do. Some on ships, some on helicopters and document what, what it is we do for the Coast Guard. Um, you know, mind you, it's mired in, in government bureaucracy sometimes. So it's, you know, not the biggest creative outlet or anything like that, but it's, it's can be pretty fun. And then I do a lot of gigs, gig work, essentially a lot of freelance type stuff. Like right now I'm working with tourism on a video. Uh, I just finished a project with Husqvarna not too long ago, Husqvarna motorcycles, documenting their bikes and stuff. And, uh, yeah, just random stuff that comes up all the damn time, which awesome. is awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. really stoked on that stuff. So with gig work and like uh, weddings, yep. Uh, usually there's like primary and secondary shooter. Do you have a secondary shooter? You just do it all on your own? Not really. Uh, I bring on some second shooters when I can, and it's awesome. Like there's a lot of really great talent in the city, and so I've you know I've been really fortunate to to bring folks along. Uh, one guy I have help with is uh, Will Smith. It's, that's his actual name. It's, okay. He's awesome. W.R.W. Smith on the gram. Uh, Will is just a wicked dude. He's shooting with these guys now, uh, raised by wolves, and uh, just up and coming in the city. I, I really like him, and he's just got you know great attitude and everything like that. And so yeah, just you know when it makes sense and stuff. But I usually work solo. Oh, and yeah, this dude Mike McKay, my homie Mike McKay. He's just helped. He helped me on the tourism shoot uh, of late too, and he's he's an awesome guy. I'm I'm actually like you know hoping to learn a lot from him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's so. awesome. And so you talk about doing video stuff too. Yeah. So you started photography, and then like how long until you kind of started doing video? Or was it like almost- video has really only been like the last few years, I want to say. Uh, and I mean, if you you know the inevitable question will probably be like you know photo or video these days or something like that. Video, I, I find, is just like it tells, you can tell so much of a richer story with it. And that, you know, I've just been, you know, my head is in video, understanding that I'll grab a few frames that'll work for photo these days. That's kind of, you know, when it comes down to that, I think just video is just the way, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So with your with gig work, so you do photo and video gig work? Yep. How long did it take for you to land your first, like, paid job? Uh, well, yeah, so that really depends. Like, I mean, if you're talking about like skate photography side of things where I was paid to, you know, have photos for magazines and stuff like that, uh, probably two years after I started, I want to say, or a year or two after I started, um, Andrew Norton, who was the editor at SBC at the time was kind of the 
person who mentored me through a lot of that stuff and was just like, maybe you can do this with this photo. Maybe you can do that with that photo. And he's incredible. Um, he's now, he now runs a podcast on the CBC. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. He's just such an amazing dude. And every video that he shoots now, so he's gone from photo to radio to video. Every video he shoots becomes a Vimeo staff pick. He's just kind of like that dude who's just so talented and uh, yeah, mentored me a lot and big inspiration. Mm-hmm. You talk about Vimeo. Yeah. I, not a lot of people I know post on Vimeo, but I saw right. that you do a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's, I just use it now for work, to be quite honest with you. I post probably three to four videos to Vimeo a week, but they're all private and they're all Coast Guard videos. Uh, so it's just, I just use it as a service these days. Whereas, you know, you put stuff where the eyes are and the eyes are kind of more on YouTube for me, definitely Instagram, but like, you know, I'm trying to grow that YouTube side of things and there are more people on it. So it's just one of those where, you know, I'll put private videos on Vimeo and, you know, have, have a whole workflow on Vimeo, but like, everything then goes to YouTube and stuff and just, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you did woodworking come before or I guess came after photos then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Woodworking kind of just came about a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So were you expecting to get into it at all? Or it was just kind of like you stumbled into it or, uh, so, I mean, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, I think, I just think it's one of those things where I was looking for something a little more concrete to do in my life, you know, kind of use my hands a little bit more, um, you know, having done the photo video stuff for a little bit up to that point, it was just like, you know, what can I do that's more just tangible in my hands as opposed to just being behind a computer all the damn time. Right. And so that's where it kind of came about. And yeah, it's just been an awesome ride. And, you know, I just spent all of last night pretty much in the wood shop and I got sore back because of it, but mind you, it's just like, I don't know there's never, it's my passion for sure. Like I'm not like, yeah, I get out of there. I'm the, got the biggest smile on my face just looking at the progress that's kind of been done and stuff. So, yeah. That's awesome. And a big thing I noticed that you do with woodworking is you kind of like upcycle or recycle broken skateboards. Yep. Yep. So, how did that how did that become something that you were doing like did you like That have- was that was the nugget. That was like oh, yeah? the genesis for even going into it, right? Like, you know, you're talking about social stuff right now. Um it's all about your story, right? And my story is definitely skateboarding. It's kind of where I came from. It's kind of all my thoughts kind of straight up revolve around a lot of that stuff and, you know, definitely come from it. So, you know, my thoughts initially was just like, you know, I'm going to bring in two years before I even started. I bought like a bandsaw and a sander and I kind of failed at it by myself. The Ottawa City Wood Shop here in town is incredible. There's amazing people there that will help you bring your wild thoughts into fruition. And it's incredible. But uh, yeah, so woodworking kind of came about just getting there, being inspired by folks, but knowing that skateboarding was my past and what I wanted to bring into the fold. You know, you can do a reclaimed edge or, you know, live edge anything. That's great. But, you know, skateboarding really is my thing. And so just kind of brought it out and just been sticking with it. Yeah. So some of the stuff you make, I've seen, like you make uh, canoe paddles is a big one. Yep. Uh, that's sort of my main business. Yeah. Just doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, baseball bat. Yeah. Which you can hit a home run with. Yes. That's super fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I saw like, it was like a levitating plant holder and like, so is there, I guess there's not really like an instruction manual you can follow. You kind of all do it. Like you kind of just see what you want to do and you make it right. Yeah. Basically. Well, and it's the OGs. It's, it's the guys I'm telling you about the guys and the girls that are in the shop that just friggin', Hey, I have this wild idea. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's doable. And they're just like, you know, these old timers, this guy, Richard, uh, who's my favorite human pretty much. 
at the wood shop, just super unassuming, but like the nicest human ever. Everyone in there loves him. And he's just, you know, if you have a crazy, stupid idea, he can bring it to life. He can help you bring it to life. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So something like a canoe paddle. Sure. How long does that take? About three hours each paddle. Oh, really? Yep. That's not bad at all. I thought it was going to be it's like production this. work, right? Yeah. So, you know, I've got to a point now where I've got my jigs in place. I've got my process pretty well dialed. You know, I'm, I'm probably making close to like my hundredth and something paddle at this point. So, and you know, I've taught a class on how to do it and it went really well. And so it's one of those where it's, uh, it's come to a point where it's, where it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And so the paddles were, uh, or they, you said they're main part of your business. Yeah. So that's Meru the Circle brand, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. kind of how did that start? Because I know it didn't start as canoe paddles, right? Right. It started as like clothing and stuff like yeah. that back in the day. Um, so these guys, Raised by Wolves, is like, they're like my super good homies, just university homies and stuff like that. Uh, me and like, I, you know, when I was doing my master's in university, I was just like, it's one of those where I just didn't feel like I was fulfilling like my creative side of things. It was very much so just like grind 6am to midnight school, 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 school. And I just needed a nugget of creativity besides skateboarding a little bit, getting out. I was also living in Halifax at the time. Uh, uh, very much so kind of by myself at the time. I kind of like moved from here to Halifax to do that. And so I'd bounce ideas off of my friend Cal Green all the time. Who's one part owner at raised by wolves. And it was just like, yo, what do you think about this sort of a brand around photographers and skateboarders, but like skate photographers and stuff like that. And so I still make camera straps. It started off with camera straps and clothing. The camera straps are still selling. I still sell a handful a week and stuff like that. So I have my laser and I produce those and, you know, laser in people's like Instagram handles and things like that. And, uh, and yeah, so that's kind of how it started about. And then it's just, Mars is kind of like my hobby brand. Uh, and it's just kind of evolved into, just everything, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so it's Mar, Maru, am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it means circle, right? Yeah. In so, Japanese. Yeah. So yeah. kind of how'd you come to that name? Uh, it's circle. Uh, it represents the lens of a photographer. So that was kind of the genesis of that. I don't remember how it came about anymore. It just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome though. Yeah. Thanks. Um, for the paddles. Okay. Where do you get your skateboards? Like, how many does it take to put in one paddle? Uh, it can be like pretty much parts of two boards. Uh, you could probably do it with one board. Uh, and the boards come from the city, uh, top of the world, Burling, primarily Burling. Um, my homies that own that shop and stuff, so they'll just save a stack for me, and they know what. Sorry, excuse me. They know what I'm looking for. Uh, just colorful boards and stuff like that, and it's so much so to a point now where. When we go into designing a board, they'll look at, Zito, these are the types of plies we want to put into this board. Are you cool with that? And, you know, so we go in knowing that, you know, there's going to be a recycled life cycle for this board, right? And there's going to be a second life for this board into a product. So, you know, we kind of go in knowing that. And, yeah, it's awesome. Well, that's unreal. So yeah. you don't have to buy them or anything? Like, it's just, you nope. just, that's awesome. They're broken, generally speaking, order worn down to a point where, you know, nobody should be skating it. So it's one of those where let's cut it up, make it something else. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What's the, like, how long does it take for, like, usually for the average skateboard to break? Like, my knowledge of skateboarding is pretty much Tony Hawk underground, and that's, yeah. But like, so how long? cool. That's amazing. Uh, it really depends on who the skateboarder is. Like, you know, when I was in my prime, let's say, yeah. it would be like two weeks. Uh, after about two weeks, a board pretty much is either cracking or I've got like 
crazy razor tail on one end or something like that. Uh, and just wear and tear, right? Uh, these days I can skate a board for a few months, right? Just, you know, it depends on how much you get out there and how much you're giving her. Um, but yeah, uh, multiply that by 100, 200 skateboarders in the city and, you know, you're getting boards and fairly regularly and stuff. So I've been really fortunate to have a, a solid stack of boards and never really run out. Yeah. 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 Did you say there are only about 200 skateboarders in the city? Like, uh, that are like, you know, going yeah. at it day in and day out, kind of really, you know, putting wear and tear on their boards to a point where, you know, they're, they're, they're cycling through boards regularly. I'd say about that. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. not bad though. But that I mean, might be high too. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So like, um, that's huge that you get your boards for free. Yeah. And then I noticed with Maru, you were featured by an Ottawa company. There was like a quick, it was like a three minute featurette on you. I saw it online. I can't remember what it's called. Is it like the Ottawa tourism video Maybe. on me? That's it might like, be. uh, but it's like under a different name. Yeah. It's, uh, what is it called there? Ottawa's finest something or something like that. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. Did, how did that come about? Uh, they just asked me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're cool. Um, my buddy, John Kishel filmed it all. John is an incredible videographer. He's, I think he's one of the best in the city, hands down. Uh, just pixel is like his deal. Um, and yeah, he's a super talented dude out of the West end. Uh, and I kind of owed him one. Uh, he actually shot the Kickstarter for my jackets back in the day. So I actually did a Kickstarter for these jackets through Maru, um, called them the photomoto jacket and he did that for free at the time. And I was just like, dude, I totally owe you one. And if, uh, if you want, if you wanted to make this thing happen, I'm all, I'm all yours, you know? And so he was just like, yeah, let's do it. And so, yeah, we made, we made it happen and stuff. And yeah, he, it was, I, I was really well done, really well shot. I think it's some of his finest work. So super happy to be a part of it at the end of the day. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so you talked, we talked about making like other products like the baseball bat and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, from what I know, you've never actually sold it. Yeah. It's just like, kind I of actually like, have sold one. Oh, of you them. have sold yeah. one of them. Okay. Yeah. They're just yeah. not on your website. So I wasn't no, sure. And they haven't updated. No. In I only while. make like one a year. So I'm just like, and I'm, you know, as you can tell, I'm probably a terrible business person. <laughs> like I just don't really sell anything. I just, I like making it and like being like, here's this nugget of an idea. I don't think it's doable, but let's go ahead and try it, you know? And then like, if it somehow miraculously works out, all the better for it. You know, I'm just like, I'll just jump out of my friggin' mind of like, you know, with Stoke. Right. And that's really just, that's the point of it. I'm just trying to have fun. Like I have a full-time job and stuff and, and, uh, you know, the side gigs are awesome. Weddings are awesome. Like, yeah, money wise things are okay. So it's just like, you know, let's just do it for myself and like stoke myself out. You know, that's really the genesis and the whole point of a lot of things really. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of going to the travel part of okay. everything. Um, so do you travel a lot because of your full-time job? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, okay, so you're on the ships and you're just kind of going wherever they're yeah, going. Yeah, Coast Guard. There's yeah. no coast here in Ottawa. That's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I get to, I'm, I'm fortunate I get to go out to a lot of random spots uh, because of work and I try to make the most of it while I'm out there. Yeah. I think it's, you know, uh, I think we're all the better for it that you know we show and are actually engaged with local communities and stuff like that as well and mm -hmm. you know you hopefully spread the word organically when you're when you're hanging out with folks like that right mm -hmm. um so yeah it's just like you know i just got back from nova scotia where i had the time of my life with my good pals there um those are all friends that i essentially made when i was out there studying um and then uh yeah i was got back from rankin inlet not too long ago too and it's just like far north 
that's the second biggest community up in the Arctic and, uh, just, yeah, incredible place, incredible vibes, good people that work for us up there and just, yeah, super stoked. That's awesome. And then have you ever done any travel for other client work that's not related to your full time? Good question. Uh, not of late, not of late. No. I know you did some stuff with Maru. You used to do some video stuff with Maru, right? Yeah. And then I think it was like out in Seattle. Yeah, that was like a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like, you know, again, the genesis of it was like cover some, you know, photographers and stuff like that. And so I hooked up with my buddy Jordan Nicholson. Uh, and I'm not sure if you saw the piece or not. Maybe. But it's my homie Jordan who he's just an incredible dude. He's such a positive spirit out in Seattle. Um, he's a photographer who has no arms. Yes. Okay. I yeah. did watch that one. And so it's just like, but he's like, he shoots with like Macklemore and he shoots with Jeff Burnett and all these guys. And he goes out to South Korea to film with them and shoot with all these people. He shoots all these music videos for these awesome rappers out in Seattle. And it's just like, you know, for, for somebody who's, you know, at such odds to come through all that and still be one of the top in the game in such a, you know, competitive city. He's just, and to also be such a, just a positive force in the world. I just, you know, I had to go out there and meet them. And Maru just kind of gave me a reason to do that. And uh, yeah, it was an incredible, awesome experience. It's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any favorite destinations that you've been to? Favorite destinations that I've been to? I mean, honestly, Nova Scotia's up there. Just the homies and what they're doing out there. They've kind of like, they're really developing a community out there, uh, out in the spot called Cow Bay, which is about 20 minutes out from Halifax. Um, you know, they've built themselves a little dirt bike track. They have an indoor bowl. They're surfing right in their backyard. Um, they all own very interesting businesses, coffee, pizza, skate shop, uh, building construction. Um, they're just super epic people. And it's people. Like, I really enjoy stories and good vibes and it's just like those people are killing it and yeah i just so that's just always such an incredible destination um we did our motorcycles across newfoundland too and that was incredible a few years back and just like yeah all the things pretty much yeah yeah uh, and then with building like your own little community i yeah. know you recently put out a youtube video about buying a plot of land to build a cabin oh yeah so yeah, yeah are you trying to do something kind of similar here like maybe not to the same extent but similar with your own little similar cabin? yeah try to uh i mean that is kind of you know i'd like to do something where i'm just tinkering with the idea of different types of businesses and stuff like that so it's like you know something get into the airbnb game or build something that's kind of interesting and just get people stoked um it's a little far out and i don't know if we necessarily have like the concentric group of homies and stuff that are that we're willing to be out there and go out there and stuff like that so i'm not sure if it's necessarily for that right now um more than anything it's just you know keep progressing and the next part is just like you know i'm done this canoe now that i'm building uh, and this is all about the next step is building homes and bunkies and just jokes, structures. I think that's kind of it. So yeah, that's where I want to take my learning and that's really what that's for. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to bring up the canoe. So I think okay. when'd you finish it? Like yesterday. It was yesterday. Like I like literally put on the seats yesterday and I'm going to take it out today. I think if I can get it out of my basement. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if oh, I can true. get it out of my basement. I don't know if it's going to fit through that door. Yeah. It, 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 the measurements are there. But angles and just room in that basement is sketchy, so I'm fingers crossed. That's crazy. I'm gonna stress really hard if it doesn't fit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. But yeah, so that's uh, that's where I'm at. And how long did that 
that build take for the canoe? Like a damn year. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it to take that long. Uh, you know, I was, I got through the initial parts of it really quickly and then summer hit jobs hit different things, you know, travel hit. And, um, so I've been kind of slower with it, but like last coat of varnish went on it earlier this week, seats went in yesterday and I'm going to take it out hopefully today. That's awesome. Yeah. Any like skateboard stuff that you built to go into the yep. canoe? Yeah. So both decks, both decks, which is sort of like that section where the gunnels meet and stuff right in there you have a deck right there and those are both skateboards so skateboard deck that's awesome yeah kind of jokes yeah yeah so and then back to you said you sorry back to motorcycles i forgot to bring this up sure you also did a motorcycle trip across vietnam a while ago right yeah that was like our first 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 big one yeah so how long have you been motorcycling for uh since that trip since i was 25 so it's probably holy shit up to seven years now seven years i guess yeah yeah that's awesome and then I don't think with motorcycles, it's like people think they're dangerous to drive and this and they that. Are. I know you had like an accident in Vietnam. I had multiple accidents now. Yeah. Motorcycles are super dangerous. Yeah. Like I like try not to ride on the road these days if you don't have to, to be quite honest with you. Like I'm just like, and it's not me, it's other people. They don't look out for you. Like it's like, I love being on a bike, but I love being on a bike in the country on trails and things like that. I'm kind of over roads and traffic and everything like that. You know, like, uh, I don't text and drive, but I'm still distracted to be quite honest with you. Sometimes, you know, you hear a ding and you're like, well, where was that from? Or I've got my pup in the car and he's freaking out or something like that. And, you know, it's just too easy to lose sight for a second. And that for that second to be you in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, I got hit last year, two years ago, where this guy was making a U-turn. I mean, it's, you know, I wasn't super hurt by it or anything like that. My motorcycle got busted up a bit, banged up a bit. Um, and it was just a guy making a U-turn who didn't look, you know? And so, yeah, stupid shit happens and stuff. But uh, motorcycles are awesome. Just sometimes, like, just kind of dangerous on the roads yeah. and stuff. But, yeah. But I think there's one specific crash in Vietnam where you got, like, questioned. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I was in, put in a friggin' Vietnamese holding cell for, like, hours uh and no one spoke english and they were just kind of like kept asking the same questions but without understanding what i was even saying so i would give them the same answer over and over and over again and we were calling we were actually calling our consulate uh the canadian consulate it was on a sunday so like people weren't even there but but we eventually got a hold of somebody in ottawa and we're just like yo just to let you know we're in the middle of nowhere vietnam and we're being held in these like weird holding cells out in the middle of nowhere. I know this call is costing us a crap ton of money, but just to let you know, here are our names. We're all Canadian citizens and we're held here just in case you don't hear from us the next little while. Because we were, we were legitimate concerns about what was actually going to happen to us and what was kind of going on and oh, stuff like that. Me. And I was, you know, so, I mean, I'll show you this. Okay. You might, I don't know if you can move that. You can, you can move that if you really want. But it's just like sketchy. My knee is so banged up. Like my brother looks at it and he's like, what the hell is that? It just looks like this little like blob on my knee here, right? And that was still from, so I was like, I fell underneath my bike and I might, the, the shifter throttle went through my boot. It went through my boot smashed my toes. I had a couple broken toes and then I was pinned underneath the motorcycle, dragged by my knee. 
And so I was dragged probably 20 feet or so under my bike and stuff. And what happened essentially um, was a motorcycle came on. We were on the main highway, the A1 in Vietnam. And this guy wasn't looking, wasn't looking, wasn't looking. And I was like, he's going to look. He's going to look, right? And it's just like across two lanes and he didn't look. And I was just like, it's my bad because I really shouldn't have assumed that he wasn't going to look because it's just Vietnam traffic. It's just, you know, everyone for themselves, right? Uh, I really should have taken additional precautions, but I did not. And I hit him. Uh, and we both went down. And yeah, apparently he went off to the hospital, but I don't know. It seems so sketchy over there. Uh, and yeah, I was dragged under a bike. Then I was brought into questioning and then I was put into this big interrogation room slash holding area. And it wasn't until very late or early in the morning we were allowed to leave. And it was like early in the day that that happened. So I was just pretty much our whole day was spent in some room somewhere in Vietnam, just like being questioned over and over again. My police were in there. Like, it's like a James Bond style thing where, like, this guy's, like, in, like, this full Vietnam uh, police garb smoking a cigarette across from you asking questions. That was, like, and I was just like, fuck, what, am, what is going on here? Um, but makes for super awesome stories, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at the end of the day of that, too, uh, I was bribed $300. And uh, American. So I gave him 300 He's like, and there, so how they did it, it was like, they took a ruler to my knee and said, your cut is this big. The other guy broke his ankle. So your, his injuries are worse than yours. You owe us $300 American and you're allowed to leave. And I was like, why didn't you just tell me this like seven hours ago? Here's $300. We'll get the hell out of here. This is like the wor worst, like craziest experience in my life. You know, like, yeah. So that was uh, how that story came and ended that that's yeah. wild meanwhile man. my friends were all in a separate area they weren't being held i was kind of the only one being held with like guards and stuff like that um and they were kind of like coming up with like you know so they were the ones who were who were actively calling the consulate just to be like a bunch of canadian boys in the middle of nowhere in vietnam with a bunch of cops holding us and stuff and they were kind of like coming up with like I don't know, all sorts of other types of ideas as to like, you know, what should we do? Should we leave? Should we? And then that's obviously like, they're not going to leave, but it was kind of like, what do we do in the worst case scenario here? Right? Like what if they actually start like doing stuff to us, you know? So yeah, things are going through our heads and stuff, but it all ended off well. That's wild. Yeah. It was like, fun. <laughs> it was, you know, it's, it's a really good story at the end of the day. It, uh, yeah. We were scared shitless a bit all during, right. during that time. And I was, you know, I was just profusely like bleeding too. I was just like there, just like, like I had gauze around my leg, but it was blood like everywhere too. And so when we finally got out, we actually still had to ride because we weren't near a hotel or anything like that. So we still had to ride like several hours to the next big city, got to the hotel Thank goodness it was a nice hotel. A lot of these places are like little shacks that are like molded all over just because there's flooding all over Vietnam and stuff like that. Um, but we got to a place where I could take off the gauze, actually clean everything well with soap and our first aid kits and everything like that. And things were okay. Did you go to the hospital or no. you just cleaned it and you no, were No, we just, we just kind of cleaned it. And it was like, you know, broken toes, what are you going to do about it? Like, there's nothing you can do. Tape it up to the next toe over. And it was, it was a flesh wound, you know? Like, it was just a big, open flesh wound. And it's not like you can get stitches around it necessarily. It was just, like, big scrape. Like, half my knee was, like, scraped off. 
Oh, so it was just like, shit. you can't, you can't like stitch that necessarily. So you just package it up, clean it really well all the same time. It's killed for like over a year. Cause I think I definitely got some nerves and stuff. So like whenever I'd like bang up, like I'm going, entering a car and I bang up on a seat real quick, it would be like the most friggin' heavy pain for like the, the year or two after that. But, uh, it's since healed up all right. And so, yeah, that's, cr- <laughs> that's yeah. like a wild story yeah oh yeah i guess so that's okay (laughs) (laughs) i think too i just noticed like in terms of more bike accidents there's one like right outside your house too that wasn't you right i don't know when was that i I don't know it was on your instagram oh really (laughs) it was like it was like stay safe but they're like someone's got no crash outside my house i don't know that was a long time ago yeah damn you go deep dude yeah that's cool uh yeah i mean i'm just i just see there are accidents happen all the time and just riding motorcycles is not the safest thing um, it's awesome though. So just, you know, do it, be cautious, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, and double, triple check. Don't assume anything. Don't assume anything. Don't ride in anybody's blind spot. And, uh, I, I would say get a dirt bike and go in the trails. It's way more fun anyways. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so Instagram, we'll okay, kind sure. of pivot to Instagram. Sure. So you're currently sitting, I think I checked yesterday, 21.8 yeah. thousand. Okay. So that's like what, like this podcast is about right like yeah started things yeah. yeah i like to like kind of go first sure. half, like the backstory just kind of give people context sure. like who you are yeah and then kind of dive more into which is like yeah cool i i mean i'm not like the best about talking about this stuff because i'm like probably pretty loose i don't really have a strategy like uh but uh just post good shit i guess and do fun stuff and document that yeah. that's kind of where i'm at with these days yeah. but yeah i guess yeah whatever that no 21 9 or something like that yeah yeah. So your Instagram basically, like you said, you just kind of document what you're doing. Yeah. You these just, days. For yeah. Sure. Definitely. So yeah. you kind of changed before. Like what were you kind of doing? Before? Well, it would be like, you know, um, shoot scenic locations, travel. Like you obviously have all the most epic travel photographers out there doing their thing. And I think I definitely start off kind of like that just because I was given opportunities to travel often with work. I would go and then be like, oh, I'm going to catch a sunset here and do that. These days, you'll see it like, you know, you watch Peter McKinnon's vlogs and he's just like, you know, up there on that peak there, that's the spot in Jasper that everybody goes to. And there's like 70 people there at 7 a.m. trying to catch that same sunrise photo. Uh, And so it just kind of became one of those where I I think I was seeing that. And that's kind of the genesis for a lot for like woodworking and a lot of growing, growing products from under my own feet and hands that maybe other people can't touch right away. Right. And so, um, it went from kind of travel photography, a lot of that kind of stuff, then transitioning into like bigger, deeper projects and more documenting that. Okay. Uh, as opposed to anything else. Yeah. And you've never really deleted anything on your Instagram either. I don't think so. Like uh, it's a, I mean, I maybe have back in the day. Yeah. Like little stuff, things here and there, but, but for yeah. the most part, it's all there. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. How would you know? Because I went back and looked. <laughs> like, I'm just assuming because I went back and you got sure. stuff back there in like 20 Some whack shit, eh? Yeah, but like it's just cool because I feel like a lot of people now, once they start to get followings, they go back and they like clear everything. Whatever. I mean, it's just but, life, you know? Ex-girlfriends, yeah. it's kind of fun to see, you know? Um, yeah. So did you do anything specific to kind of grow your account? Was there like any, you used a lot of hashtags? You Yeah, I like, still do. Um, I mean, that's just status quo these days. Um, I think I was fortunate enough to have had it like, you know, I think I was fortunate enough to have hit it at a good time and stuff as you know, some of the YouTubers these days, like, you know, right place, right time kind of a deal. Um, 
got featured a bunch by different places like Explore Canada or uh, what's their main one there? Explore Canada, right? I think so. There's one that's just Canada. Yeah. And so I was featured by them a handful of times uh, or very early on. These days, not so much because, you know, I kind of transitioned out from doing a lot of that stuff. But them, uh, I was also getting gear from Polar uh, through my homies at Tiger Distribution in Montreal. And so they would repost my stuff all the time. Polar stuff out in Oregon has a huge following. And so, you know, that that kind of like, you know, every time they would do that, which for a while there was, you know, every few weeks, um, for a few years there, I, you know, it's like, you know, gain 200 followers in like a day because people are just stoked on your content through them and stuff like that. Right. Just sort of that same vibe and stuff like that. So I was fortunate to hit it. I think at a good time, have a couple of really rad sponsors that gave me gear. And then it was just a cyclical, um, thing where it was just like, you know, keep posting the stuff that people wanted to see to a certain degree. Uh, and yeah, good things happened. Yeah. You know. So you, you notice that when you get featured, you get a lot of people coming over. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's for interesting. Sure. Yeah. Cause I, the guy, I had a guy on here recently, yeah. also a photographer and he found it was the opposite. Like he would get like a couple people here and there, but I just think it depends it's- on who you're featured by, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, Polar was huge. The Explore Canada side of things was huge, obviously. Um, but it's, but it's, and it, maybe it's a few followers, but cyclically. And then back in the day, I think, you know, there may be more people, like fewer people on the platform and stuff like that. So, you know, it was, you were more susceptible to be like, damn, this person maybe is doing something cool, right? Let's go check that out. Whereas these days, definitely has much more saturated out there. So maybe there's less of a, you know, inclination for folks to, to then follow up through that thing because, you know, why do I need to look that when, you know, I'm already falling polar and they'll just keep pumping that out stuff out. Right. But it's kind of like, you know, I think being featured on it multiple times, people seeing the name over and over again, being like, maybe this guy's doing something rad. Let's go check it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, did you have any like one or two pieces of content that really popped where like you really got like a ton of likes and then a couple, ton of people came over um yeah so the one of late that i can think of is my homie trent presler uh he's awesome he's out of new york state very close to new york city and he's just if you want to talk about community builders and stuff like that and you know not community builders in like a weird like and i'm gonna be a jerk about this but weird like whack kind of ways he is one that does amazing things for woodworking and canoeing he builds these canoes, beautiful canoes that he sells for $100,000 a pop in America. And it's just like, he's an insane dude, but he also features a ton of people who are doing rad things around canoeing and woodworking and things like that. And he's just, ultimately, he's a real legitimate, authentic community builder, in my opinion. So it's Presler Wood, Woodworks? Presler Woodshop. Presler Woodshop on IG and stuff. Um, and he featured my paddle that made itself. And that was a stop motion video that I made that was just like, um, that, yeah, I went through the major motions and like, would just like inch it through the saw, stop, take a photo, inch it through the, inch it through the saw, stop, take a photo. And just like kind of that whole process there, uh, ended up making a minute long video. He was like, dude, that's great. But minute long videos don't do very well. Um, I'd be stoked. To, I don't know. I, I kind of bugged him about that one just cause I was just like, Hey man, I noticed that like sometimes you feature rad things uh and he was just like yeah it's great i would love to feature it just like the only thing is it's like super long so i so i cut it out to like 40 seconds or something like that he posted it in like 
I don't know, it was super rad. It went off really well. I think the video ended up getting like a hundred some odd thousand views or something like that. Wow. And then just like, um, yeah, ended up like a thousand, two thousand followers in like a day or something like that through, uh, through just rad featurettes like that and stuff like that. So just going back to like, was there one thing or something like that? Or, or there's certain things that get featured and stuff I just, of, of late. Uh, within like the last half a year I think that one there's a couple other pictures that I I noticed on your Instagram that sure. like did a little better than other ones okay the first okay first one I don't know I was I think it was featured by Faces Ottawa or something it was one where you're like laying down on like a I don't know how I feel about Faces Ottawa by the no. way no I, I don't mean, know anything about them like yeah I mean they have never asked me um, for permission to post anything, and I don't know. It's kind of faces is like what the bar mag, isn't it, or something like that? Uh, maybe I've never. Yeah. They're a magazine, and I've never seen a faces magazine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they have a. They used to do a print copy and stuff like that. Um, I just don't really know much about them. Uh, as long as they're as long as folks are crediting me, I don't mind them reposting it. They've never really asked me, which I usually like uh, and stuff. I think it's a nice common courtesy. Uh, but sure. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, it was like one where you were like laying down on like a dock with your drone and your drone was like way above you. It was okay. like the winter. Okay. I think they featured that one okay. because when I was scrolling through your account, like kind of doing yeah. my research, yeah. I liked it. Cool. But it was like way, like this was like. Drone so selfies. Long. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it, right? Like these features big or small and this is one where I, I don't even really necessarily I'm just like oh cool I guess you know it's just like we'll get people to to check out your stuff and eventually you know get you to follow or whatever right the other yeah. two okay there's one that I saw that really jumped out was the underwater plane yeah okay what's the story behind that picture that's unreal well that's at uh Morrison Quarry uh and so like I dive and stuff right and I learned through Sharkies Sharkies takes you there to, uh, that's like where you learn how to dive. That's just like you, you get your certification, you get your paddy certification through diving at Morrison Quarry, going down to 60 feet and everything like that. And the plane is actually about 30 feet uh, underwater over there. And it's just, it's there. Okay. That's yeah. pretty sweet though. Like, yeah. Because I think, you know, I noticed it did like really well, like yeah, compared to your other stuff. Yeah, it was posted everywhere. So that one, if you look at like my tagged photos, from back in the day, I think it was featured on like every friggin' like worldview, this, this, that, that, some really legitimate, uh, some real legitimate accounts and some like kind of whack ones too. But like, yeah, that one went off and stuff. And, and again, it's one of those where I think it was early days, right? I think Explore Canada posted it back in the day too. And, you know, I think that's one of the blow up photos, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And then there's another one that the one that last one that really stood out to me is your friend. I think his Instagram's Captain Tom. Yeah, yeah, Tommy. Uh, he's like riding a shark or something, or like okay. some. Wh sure. how, what is that story? Dude, it's the same place. Really? It's in Morrison Quarry. Yeah, and it was just like we were literally learning how to dive. Yeah. It was just during our it was our training session. That's what it was. Really? Yep. So it's not a real shark then. No. Okay. I was just. No. I was like, if there's any Yo, chance, it's not real, but it still scares the shit out of you. Because you're like in this quarry, it's massive, uh, the water is super clear, and you can be like, and the visibility is really good, you can be like, you know, 500 meters off of it, and you'll still see the, the looming figure off in a distance, and you're just like, ah. like, even though it's fake, and you know it's fake, it's just tethered to the ground, um, 
it's a scary ass looking thing. Yeah, like, it. yeah, it's just like if that were real life, um, yeah, sketch. <laughs> I there's one other underwater picture. Okay. Maybe it's more some quarry too. It looks like you're like swimming with whales, pretty close. No, that's in Newfoundland. Oh, really? Yeah, that's okay. actually diving with uh, with with humpback whales. I, was, I went through a whole phase where I was really into like jumping in with underwater uh, animals. So like, yeah, them. I went to I went to Norway actually to try and jump in with orcas, and I did. It's just like orcas don't want anything to do with you over there. They're just interested in their food, and and like if you're not food, they're just. And thankfully, we're not food. Uh, they just swam away. But yeah, I, I had a fascination for a few years there, and so I'd jump in with every marine mammal I could for a while. Yeah, because you were pretty close, like in the oh, picture yeah. I saw. It was like from me to about your white chair there. For folks who are looking, his white chair is about ten feet away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and then so with your Instagram too, I noticed a lot of your pictures don't actually feature you like you're not in a, yeah, yeah. a lot of your pictures is there like a thought behind that or it's just you'd... <laughs> no um it's just like yeah it's not about me it's about the experience and it's about documenting the experiences and stuff um i never like being the selfie sam guy i don't like taking pictures of myself really uh behind the lens kind of a guy so yeah. that's it that's fair and how so kind of along the same lines of like being featured is collaborating yeah. Did you ever really collaborate with anyone like intentionally and got followers or maybe you just have a friend? I think your friend Captain Tom there has like 19,000. Yeah, he's so the best. Just... He's like my best friend and stuff like that. Uh, so, I mean, collaborate, I mean, sure, but we're probably just hanging out and yeah. just doing shit, to be quite honest with you. And yeah, same through a lot of folks like Husqvarna, like we collaborate, if you will, or I create content for them these days. Uh, yeah, just kind of organic, whatever works. Yeah. Any other like content creators kind of like other photographers you've worked with have done stuff with or just, is it just oh. kind of, like intentionally like, Hey, let's hang out and do stuff. Then or is it just like your friends. Uh, I mean, if there are people who stoke me out and do things that are rad, um, this girl in town, Petra Van Egan, Van Egan, I've never actually met her. So there's that, but she's doing some really rad animation work in town. And, uh, yeah, this canoe that's being done, I might like shoot, a video around it hopefully in the next week or two and um might get it to her for some uh for some animation type stuff or something like that and so that's something we've been talking about and she's just somebody i think who's doing something different and interesting i think that's the thing that catches me these days it's like do something different and interesting yeah. or else why are you doing it kind of a deal it just looks the same as everybody else but no there's something to say that you know if it's different and interesting for you that's important and, and if you're learning that's awesome yeah but yeah so uh, you just kind of reach out to her through DM or something or email? Yeah, I mean, we just kind of commented on each other's stuff every now and then. It's just like, you know, it's just organic, whatever works for different folks and stuff like that. That's kind of where it's been at and stuff. With deals with Husqvarna and stuff, yeah. did they kind of reach out to you because like, they saw your website or they see, like, we saw your Instagram, we like your Instagram, we want to work with you? It's Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. Yeah? Like nine times out of ten. Uh, probably like ten times out of ten it's Instagram these days, right? Yeah. So kind of how, so how did they send you a DM or did they email you? It's been or? years. I've been working with them for years oh, okay. now. Um, the original marketing uh, person was uh, Victoria Hett. Uh, she is like an incredible rider, like one of the first to do like a major rally across, overseas and like to represent Canada doing like, so it was incredible honor working with her. She rides a million times better than I do. 
just an incredible and a super nice person, like the nicest person ever. Um, and so I started working with her actually, and we actually put together this, well, we didn't actually, not me, but she put together this, what was called the ice rip and it's all their motorcycles with uh, studded tires on them. And we go ride them out, uh, out close to Montreal. Okay. And then we put together a guest list a few years back and, you know, kind of brought some of my East Coast homies like Dean Petty, Sean Mordo, who are amazing riders out, or amazing people and riders. Like Dean is a person I just stayed with in Halifax and he's pro surfer. Just He owns Yaya's Pizza, Anchored Coffee. Uh, Sean Mordo owns Halifax Speed Co. and just an incredible people. Uh, but yeah, so they put together these rad events and it's just like I helped them document it. Um, I'm paid for that work. Uh, and then it's been one of those where it's just like, Hey, do you want to take this bike for a few weeks and stuff like that? Uh, and just, you know, create some rad stuff with it. And I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and so these days, uh, Alison Thompson is the marketing person over there. She's great. Uh, super nice lady. Um, they're actually at the Toronto motorcycle film festival and we've got a bunch of banners up and they're like a bunch of them are my photos and stuff. So it's kind of rad. Uh, and yeah, it's just a good relationship. Uh, I wish I could afford their bikes. But I'm a cheap, broke bastard sometimes. So, and you know, my priorities are kind of with some of my building these days. And so, yeah, I kind of just save money to do that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, they're rad people. Uh, bikes are bikes are on another level. It's like nice to like go from like my beater KLR to like riding a bike that's in 2018. You know, like it's got ABS, like all these safety features. And it's just like an amazing digital readout. It's just like, whoa, this is what riding a motorcycle in 2018 is like. Uh, but yeah, I like my ghetto, my ghetto bike too. Yeah. Um, is there any other companies you've worked with like or that you're currently working with? Um, so like with Diener and stuff like that, it's just like my good homie. We're going to do uh, hopefully a little video for an upcoming uh, roast that he's doing with uh, with my pal uh, Liam, who does Treadwell Clothing. He's out of Toronto. He's also like the lead singer of Cancer Bats and stuff like that. But um, yeah, they're gonna put out this roast that's like coffee meets motorcycles, and it's just got a jokes right up. And uh, we're hopefully gonna do a rad video uh, with that. Um, I did a little video for them, or for well, not for Anchored, but like just just wanted to make something rad for them and stuff. So I made like this Chemex handle and then had his bean like kind of come out of the Chemex and stuff. Um, yeah, just random stuff like other things of late. I don't, I don't know fully, but yeah, I can't recall fully. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, just random ones of late that I can remember. Yeah. So usually when they like reach out, it's all like DM and Instagram or is there, yeah. Or email and things like that. Oh, Novacraft, Novacraft canoe. Uh, they gave me a canoe last year two years ago now uh and it was just like custom build right like top the line kind of model canoe that they had uh and they let me put a skateboard deck into it at the time too this and so they're awesome sarah mills uh who's kind of behind their marketing over there uh she's an incredible person and great to work with and super i wouldn't like all my photos are freaking of canoeing these days i honestly wouldn't be that it like as much into it as i am if she hadn't reached out and gotten that to me and I'm all so much, so grateful and so thankful for that because it's been, it's just like such a beautiful thing to do. I love canoeing and it's just like, I have an amazing boat to do it with and it's through them. So yeah. You've never tipped a canoe or anything? Oh, I have for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's mostly just to, just to do it for the sake of doing it. 
I'm not like, you know, uh, the, the only time you come close is when you have dogs in the canoe and they're just ripping around and you're like, what are you doing, bud? Stay on one side. You're going to tip us all over. And I got camera gear in here and it's going to suck. That must be a poor you have all your gear in the canoe. Like it is. Uh, but I don't know. I'm a relatively adequate swimmer, uh, working for the coast guard, you know, that safety is first and you know that you're always wearing, uh, your personal flotation device. So I've always kind of got my trusty, my trusty, um, life jacket on and never really too concerned. I also practice like a lot of self rescue kind of stuff and I've been a part of a lot of rescue courses through coast guard. And so I know kind of what to do in a lot of these instances and things like that. So I'm never too worried. My dog's a better swimmer than I am too. So there's that. Um, so yeah, in general, I'm not overly concerned. A camera's camera, you know, they're disposable to a certain degree. And I mean, not so much on your wallet, but, but you know, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, I'm not too concerned about tipping necessarily. Yeah. yeah. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, the blue healer. He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's crazy, crazy. Um, but he's lovely. He's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah so we with, cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, so with the gear, what gear are you kind of rocking right now? Right now, um, I, so I destroyed a Nikon D800. I destroyed a Canon 5D Mark IV, uh, unfortunately. Um, it's like six grand, like just like gone. It sucks. Uh, so now I was rocking a Canon 5D Mark III because I could afford it. And then uh, at work, I got a GH5. That's a great camera. Can't handle anything in low light. And then I've since bought a uh, Sony a7 III, which I'm kind of my primary camera these days. Um, it's good and bad, as with any camera. I wish it kind of had a flip-out screen. It's kind of a lot easier for, like, vlogging and stuff like that. Like, I don't necessarily vlog, per se, but, like, um, it is a very handy feature. Um, it does shoot better low-light photos, and, like, that used to be my bread and butter back in the day, shooting, like... Uh, starry, starry nights and things like that. So not having had a camera uh, that's capable of doing that, frankly, in the last year or two has like kind of killed me. So I'm kind of excited to have this camera now and, and it does a good job. Yeah, it shoots really nice 120p, uh, nice, beautiful slow motion. It's, it's got, it's, it's more or less a complete package. Yeah, so I'm pretty pumped on that. That's awesome. When yeah. you're doing your Instagram stuff, is there any helpful apps or website you use? Like, for example, like UNUM is one where you can kind of plan your posts before you post them. Oh, that kind of stuff? No. Yeah. Nothing? No. I mean, I use uh, an app called PhotoPills. Okay. And PhotoPills is just like, it tells you where the sun is going to be. It tells you, you know, what stars, where the Milky Way is and everything like that. And, like, for actually, like, then and there and how to, you know where where the milky way will be at three in the morning and stuff like that that's you know how to shoot the photo better and when to shoot the photo when to when to set your alarm to wake up to to get that photo maybe that but like planning anything like no but that like even that app there is like a perfect example yeah yeah yeah. so that app is great and that's about it like visco for editing vsco um i think i use like the hype beast filter or whatever but everything otherwise is all through Lightroom yeah. uh, on my computer there. And uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. So with editing, would you say you have like an aesthetic kind of? I've got my filter and I throw that filter on everything and there it is. Yeah, yeah keep it simple, right? Um, it's, an, it's, it's, it's a filter I kind of developed years ago that I kind of like and just, you know, don't overthink it. Yeah. Don't overthink it, just put it out there. It's about the story of what you're doing, not 
how good the damn photo is. Hopefully, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm getting more and more into that, just not worrying about quality or any of that stuff. Yeah. Do you think having like a consistent style on your page helps you grow or probably I yeah. see it. I don't think I really have a consistent style necessarily. Cause I see people who are like, people have asked me before. It's like, I go shooting and it's like, Oh, what's your color palette? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, but I've seen that be really effective for folks, right? Like they go on your feed and like, you know, aesthetically people just like love it and like, Oh, I got to follow this person for this color or something like that. I think Kyle Finn Dempsey shoots those fall colors and kind of has his really crisp oranges and things like that. He's of course incredible and has like hundreds of thousands of followers and stuff like that. Uh, and so I think that works really well for folks. Um, I'm just kind of loose. It's just like, what am I, what do I want to do with my life this week? And I'm going to document that and make it hopefully awesome. Make hopefully shoot an awesome video. I, I do like to think now and want to put more, more than it is about like putting something on the feed or anything. It's more about, what am I going to do with this video that's going to make my eyes pop out of my head? Uh, and so it's just like, you know, the ideas of, of photo video magic or something like that. That's kind of like, uh, you know, so like the idea of an animating bean crawling up the side of your, the side of your grinder and then into your grinder or the idea of your paddle making itself those magic, those elements of magic, if you will, um, that you know you're not sure if it's going to work out going into shooting it but then when it comes out you're just like dude yes that's like going into any project these days that's kind of like the genesis of anything i think and i mean the idea of consistency i mean i don't use an app that's like you know you're going to post this and this day this and this day this and this day i'm sure that's effective for some folks to me it seems like you know sorry like it seems a bit kooky to me like i'm that's just cool, like man. i think it's fantastic if you're a business and that's the way you're going to do it all the better for you and, I, and you know best of luck I hope it works um, for me it's just like yeah I'm gonna post like three or four times a week or something like that somewhere um, you know I usually post it like if you want to get into like that side of things I'll post it like probably early in the mornings when people wake up they'll be like one of the first things they see and hopefully just that element of stoke when you wake up kind of a deal right um or sunday nights are happening and stuff like that so i just understand that like those times are maybe times i maybe want to post and you know if i have three or four nuggets of radness a week that's awesome and understanding that that, that pushes me then to like produce things um produce things that week or something like that there's a rough idea but like whether it's it's not put into a schedule per se yeah of any sorts is just like I'm gonna do something rad this week and this is what it's gonna be that's, awesome. that's kind of it yeah. yeah how much time do you spend like producing your Instagram like what from start to finish how much time do you spend on your Instagram say like in a week I don't know like is that like just like browsing it and stuff like that no not like not the browsing explore it. feature <laughs> it's just like I'll spend nights on that just cause like inspiration for this bunkie right now right like, and I mean, I think that, I think you should count that stuff because it's like, you know, these nuggets of information and what you see on there propels your thinking into what it is you want to create. So, I mean, enough time for sure, probably too much damn time, but the beauty of what it is I'm trying to do these days, which is like woodworking, skateboarding, stuff like that, you put the phone away, you know, like you are there skateboarding. Mind you, there might be a camera running over there or over there. But like, you know, you're, especially woodworking, it's safety first, right? Like you chop off your finger, it's going to be a bad time for you. Uh, you're not, you can, 
you can bring in document all you want or shoot it or want to post anything through Instagram you want, but if you chop your finger off, you're not going to have a good time. You know, you're going to be down for quite a while too. So it's always safety first. It's the task at hand and it's doing something effective then and there and being in the moment, right? Like kind of really making sure that your product comes through first and then the documentation comes second, right? Like, yeah, the camera's rolling. You hope it goes well. Um, but I'm going to make this damn thing. I'm going to be safe about it first. Right. And especially when I'm, when I've got students and things like that, it's like their safety becomes is first before anything else, you know, and coast guard work, same deal. Right. It's just like, these people are here or we're here for a search and rescue mission or any sort of thing. It's, we have to professionals first, uh, and you know, do the task at hand and then we can have fun later and hopefully document something rad. But that's kind of, yeah. Um, I don't think I answered your question at all. No, it's okay. That's all right, man. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like, no, shit, cool. what was the question even? No, it's just how much time I put into this stuff. Yeah. Even just like your posting process. Say a couple hours, several hours a week for sure. But yeah, it's uh, all with the notion of propelling my craft forward, whether it be woodworking, video making, stuff like that. Yeah, it's that that's kind of more the genesis and Instagram, YouTube just are platforms that are just like, well, it'll be good. Let's get it out there and share, right? So yeah. Yeah. So if you were to give someone advice that wants to grow their Instagram, what would you say? Uh oh. Cool. <laughs> uh, so like, do you watch, you, like your style of stuff is kind of similar to like Gary Vee and stuff. You watch that guy? Oh yeah. Oh he's yeah. He's the best, right? Yeah. He's the best. Go listen to him. <laughs> Go listen to him and that's, do what he says, right? Hey, that's like, good advice. And that's what it is. Like document, right? Document you, document what it is you're doing. Make sure it's true to yourself, right? Um, Cause uh, you know, people can sniff through shit, bullshit a mile away, right? And so it's be yourself, do you. And, uh, the best shit slash, um, when you hit your stride and you know, not everyone's going to hit their stride, but like you, you, that you go through the process, you go through the motions to figure that out. Right. And, uh, if, and when you hit your stride, um, you'll just know, and just, you know, people will see it for what it is. You know, there's no follow for follow type bullshit. Like all, none of that stuff works at the end of the day and people can sniff right through that. So it's just, do you make stuff that's true to you and hopefully things work out. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you about Gary Vee just because of the use of the word document because yeah. he uses it so much. Exactly. I was going to ask right. if you'd listen to him just It's the best. Oh, yeah. Like, he's the best. Like, you know, he's, he, and he says it himself, right? Like, people will think I'm a snake oil salesman and stuff like that. And, you know, I was, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe, uh, you know, when I initially thought, listened to him, I was like, definitely this guy's a snake oil salesman. But then you, like, keep listening and it's like the same messaging uh, but the best part about his messaging is that it's optimistic, right? It's optimism over anything else. And if you're not optimistic about what you're doing, um, what's the point, right? Like, why are you listening to anybody else? You know? So he's, I think he delivers the best message listening to him gives you that nugget and he does the best, right? He gives you that nugget of motivation day in and day out. Right. And it's through all platforms because he's got a team of people working under him. Um, but it's, it's the right message in the world that, especially given where we are right now in these trying times of bullshit that comes from America, like, you know, from the top and from all over, you know, women's rights are getting trampled on just, you know, everything's getting trampled on. Um, it's the right message for right now. And it's stuff that I believe in and he's great. Um, 
you know, I don't believe in everything that he says, but uh, I think it's the right message and a, and a good nugget of motivation. Uh, and listening to his advice is probably the best advice. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably have at this point. So, you know, do you though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. So, with other platforms, we kind of talked a lot about Instagram. Yeah. You don't really use Twitter at all. Nah. Yeah. No. Nah. It's think, not really for me. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Facebook. I think you have a Facebook page. I have a Facebook page, personal one. And it's for like the homies and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, should I make it a business and stuff? Like I'm like, I don't know. I don't really want to give Zuckerberg too much more money if I don't have to. Um, slash, yeah. Like, should I go heavy into that? I think I've kind of figured out too. Um, taking a look at where my income sort of comes from and stuff like that. Yeah, I have my full-time gig, which is great. Uh, woodworking is awesome. And I went head over heels for that, I want to say, the end of last year, going into the early of this year. When you make a paddle, it's three hours of work. I'm making basically $300 per paddle. Um, it's $100 per hour, but stretched over the course of a few days, right? And I, you know, I max out at about four a week. And so it's great, but they don't necessarily... They're not necessarily all going to sell, and so that's a challenge. And uh, when you do photo video work, you know, my rate's like 2500 a day or something like that, and I get booked up once every few weeks and stuff like that, and the work is awesome. I'm starting to really, like, you know, I want to push my video stuff, and it's through this woodworking stuff that I've kind of refound my passion for the photo video side of things, and it's a really good, better source of income, I find, uh, not that that's everything, but you also get to really push your creative juices there as well. And the ROI is just, uh, just bigger and better on that end. And so I've been kind of more indexing from woodworking back over into photo video stuff for clients, hopefully. And, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at these days. Yeah. And so, uh, but, but yeah, so, so, you know, whether I create, so there's a, going back to the question, which is about platforms and things like that. Whether I start a Facebook page for like my woodworking stuff per se, it's just not um, not at the top of my list at the moment or anything like that or like a business Facebook page isn't at the top of my, on the top of my uh, priority list at this moment. It's really just creating awesome content and showing people that I can, you know, hopefully do it for them or something like that uh, and, you know, land the right clients. Not, you know, I, again, I, I've got a job. I'm not trying to necessarily just, you know, sell myself out to anybody. It's got to be a product that I actually believe in, people I want to work with, people I think who have the same kind of mentality as I do, like optimistic, a positive outlook, and like, you know, it's the right product that will actually add value to people's lives. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not going to, not really on Facebook. Uh, YouTube, I think, is a great storytelling, obviously, platform. I'm late to the game on that one. Whereas I was, you know, I showed up on time, I think for Instagram, I'm a little late to the game on YouTube, but you know, hopefully it's still stuff that it's the documentation side of things. And it's pushing me to make longer form video content, which I think is very important. Yeah. Uh, and it's just documenting the process. Yeah. Yeah. So with your YouTube, you have 630 something, something like subs. that. Yeah. But you have multiple videos with over like a thousand views. Is there like a formula? Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Like, cause you get more views per. You just stuff. make epic shit. Like hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, those ones got like, I, I want to say those ones got lucky or something like that. Like, you know, right, right format of content, right things. And maybe got picked up the algorithms. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like still pretty new to that. I'm not like epic at it, but I'm just trying to create stuff that's gonna, 
again, that, that makes my eyes pop into my head and hopefully it catches on and, you know, the consistency there as I'm, I'm trying to put out a video a week, uh, of longer form stuff. Um, it's not very easy. It's uh, very time consuming, but it's, uh, but you know what? Clients are going to want that, you know, and it's, and it's the understanding that you understand how these work. When you shoot a video, you should be thinking that it's going to go to YouTube, but you'll also produce three Instagram videos out of that. Right. And so like Halifax, for instance, like it's a fun video for myself. Uh, I produced one full two minute YouTube thing and popped out three little mini Instagram videos along with photos that are peppered along. And I think when you approach a client these days, that's, you know, that's the approach, you know, you can't just spend one day on photos and here's photos like it's good. Don't mind you, but like, you know, you got to think bigger picture and how to hit all the platforms just to a large degree. Right. And so, yeah, that's kind of, uh, that side of things. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And that's why I have the cameras with the podcast. Right? I know dude. And that's why I freaking walked in here and said, I'm freaking impressed, dude. You're working you. and, and you're like, I'm going to pop this out. It's a live edit. I'm just like, dude, I'm going to try it. Like, it's the first time I've done the live edit. So we'll see how it turns out. Dude, but, whatever we, we need to do this again. We can do it again. Yeah. 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 So, um, so with the, um, sorry, with the YouTube, you have one video in particular that your first video that really popped. I think it has like 7.8 thousand views. Was like it the levitating planner. Yeah. Sure. Which is super sick. Sure. I hit like, that concept at the right time, I guess. You yeah. Know? Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, um, I was just thinking about this yesterday for some reason. You show up, you show up every week. Okay. Yeah. You show up every week with something fun and you don't show, you're not showing up on some calendar where you're planning like this, 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 this. You show up every week with something, with a concept and a project, and you're going to blow your own mind away, hopefully, and, and that's the goal. Um, sometimes the concept flops in the grand scheme of things. Sometimes the concept hits the world, and it's just like, it works, right? Um, 7,000 views is nothing in the grand scheme of things. It's yeah. like nothing, but I think it was like the first, lev- first sort of, of the levitating planner stuff that kind of came out. Since then, there have been like people who were like, levitate their Jordans, and levitate this and that right it's all magnets and it's cool i kind of actually don't really trust them a ton like they they work and they're good but if you have them around your computers and things like that i'm just like yo that's like sketchy and stuff yeah and so i've just been like not making them anymore because i'm just like you know what's the real value that it's adding to anybody's life and slash like it's made in china who knows the process that was made under and things like that so it was fun for what it was um, you know, it's not something I make anymore, but yeah. So I think I just had that nugget in my head. I wanted to make that happen and I made it happen and it was the right time. It came out at the right time and people were into it, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So with you, is YouTube like, is your goal to kind of start growing YouTube more and more? Yeah. Yeah. But it's more, I don't know if it's necessarily growing my YouTube more and more. It's more on the, uh, it's more on the lines of getting, making me practice more. It's making me you know, putting, making me put out a video and actually go through those motions so that my workflow gets better yeah. so that I get the two, um, camera set up live editing and it pops and it pops yeah. properly now, nah. yeah. but you know, um, it's just, it's just figuring out processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you're saying that's cool. And it's also kind of like a functions as a type of portfolio for your clients. If you're using it every day, maybe a little bit. What was that? Sorry. Sorry, YouTube. Like if you're posting yeah. every day more and more, even if you're not exactly focused on growing it, but putting out a new video every week, it just kind of grows your portfolio yeah. to show your clients. Yeah. So. I mean, it's kind of like sloppy 
documentation versus anything else. But but that's the thing. Like you can't be it's more Gary Vee shit. You can't be too fancy with your stuff. You know, it's it's better to just get it out there and tell the world what you're doing. Uh, hopefully, have it off, obviously pop as best as it can. Yeah. But you know, perfection isn't everything, and it's just you know what is it that you're doing and how are you progressing? I care more about the person and how. And, and there's truth in their story than I do about them producing the most epic thing every few months necessarily, right? Like, I mean, there's something to say for that, but yeah, I like following people and understanding what it is they're doing in life and how they're progressing, right? Yeah, so. no, I totally agree. It's a story more than anything. Yeah. Like, I think you look at Casey Neistat, he talks about some of his most viewed videos of all time yeah. are shot on like a camera from Walmart. Yeah. And it's just like, like it's just crazy just yeah. to think that people put so much like stress into the gear when it's not gear helps to an extent of course yeah. but and i'm always at a crossroads too right can i actually present myself as a professional photographer videographer these days if i don't show up with a red you know if i don't show up with a c100 whatever it is right <coughs> or an fs7 <coughs> coffee ground sorry oh good man but i want to hope that it's like how things are going to be pieced together um along with then promoting it via my social channels. Um, if it's the right thing, we'll hopefully supersede just me being like producing the most epic thing that you'll only use one time ever, right? It's kind of like, hopefully I can produce a package for you. That's a little more enticing. Uh, I think my stuff is still like, you know, up there and good enough. Uh, you know, it's not going to be the, the most crispest color graded cinera that I'm shooting and editing and stuff like that. But you know, I'm hoping that we're gonna we're gonna tell a couple of really rad stories here that are really gonna get get to folks, right? So that's kind of where I'm at with all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. So with um, with all your content, YouTube and Instagram, okay. What do you want people to take away from your content? Uh, what do I, well, I think positivity, hopefully, and uh, especially in the city of Ottawa, positivity and the, the like. Get inspired to do your own thing. I think that's that's the big thing. Um, it's uh, it's I want to see more action out of folks, and I'm just hoping that you know by showing people that it's happening, it's happening here, and things like that. And I mean, I'm obviously not the only one or anything like that. I think you're seeing a ton of really interesting businesses pop up, but uh, I'm hoping to offer that piece of escapism, but also. Uh, a nugget of inspiration and motivation in the work and seeing the work itself as well. Yeah. I think that's it, you know, opening your eyes to some of the awesomeness around the city and, and making and growing things on your own feet. Yeah. Which is awesome. Especially yeah. in Ottawa. Cause I feel like everyone says Ottawa's boring. It's too many people to complaining. Do. Right. And yeah. it's just like, that's fine. It's not the city though. It's probably you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get <laughs> no. what you're saying. But, uh, but yeah, like, you know, no more excuses. Go get it. Yeah. You know? So what's next? for What's Andrew it? Zito. Yeah, so it's more projects, right? Like, it's just, what is the next big project? And, you know, uh, the canoe is done. It took a good chunk out of my life. My back is sore. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, the idea of building this bunkie, I actually want to get a bunkie done before the snow hits. Okay. So that's kind of uh, the rough game plan. Wait, so what's a bunkie? Like a little a... tiny A-frame thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's gonna eventually going to be a bigger A-frame thing. But for now, I just, you know, it's building, it's building... It's a shelter yeah. yeah um i think it was like kevin kelly on the tim ferris show it was all just like you know like one of the biggest pieces of advice is maybe to build go out and build your own shelter build your own home you know you'll take 
it's sort of like a weird manly or you know throw that stuff away like not manly but just like feel like a person i don't know it'd be nice to just like get back to your roots and just build shelter for yourself and understand how it works understand how insulation and everything like that works and just like take pride in in being sheltered under something you've you've built with your own two hands and so some weird prime primordial kind of stuff but that's really next yeah i don't know what it is about kevin kelly but he always finds a way to work into these podcasts i know <laughs> to, i know i'm like, like is he even that relevant I'm these days? About, <laughs> even like my personal one like he's been referenced this is the third time out of five really? episodes he's been referenced i'm just like is he even that relevant these days he's not running wired anymore no. right like it's been a minute if it's like, the same kevin kelly that's like the thousand true fans is that the same guy uh is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can live off a thousand true fans, but fucking thousand true fans is friggin' tough, man. Oh, yeah. Really tough. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it's the same guy. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's good advice to start after, right? Uh, and so it's that. Cool. And the last question. Yeah. What I'm going to say, I want a word I'm going to say, and I want to know what it means to you. Oh, shit. All right. Stoke. Uh, Stoke, real, yeah, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Just like get pumped. Like, what are you doing if you're not pumped? You know, so yeah, it's just, uh, it's something to get. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so last part, it's I call it a Q and A. I used to call it rapid fire, but then people would think fast questions, fast answers. Yeah. But it, you don't have to be fast with your answers. Like you can elaborate if you you're want trying to. Trying to make more content out of slower answers. There you go. God damn. <laughs> plan. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Cool. cool. So first question: Is there a show you're binging right now on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime, whatever? Um. So I really like, like, as optimistic as I'd like to be in my own stuff. I really like stuff that's kind of dark actually or that just like shows a parallel universe that you're just like this is gonna happen so i'm on westworld right now okay um but black mirrors i think are awesome i think it's just it's dark but it's social commentary and it's things that are gonna happen and are happening you know um you being rated from your social you have a score or something like that like it's bullshit but it's happening you know, um, everything being documented, like, you know, those episodes where you're recording everything with your eye, you, we might not be doing that right now, but you best believe there are webcams everywhere. There are dashboard cams everywhere. People are vlogging and they have their phones and they're able to pull them out and document you at any given second too. And so it's might not be in our eye and recording all the time, but these things are happening and it's interesting to see um, see these, see somebody's perspective on what this could turn out to be like, you know, uh, that one episode of black mirror, uh, that won the Emmy, actually the one where, uh, you're, when you're old, you basically can go live in a VR world and stuff like that. I mean, that was, that was such a beautiful, powerful episode. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually, so it's a terrible thing. It's not a terrible thing. It's just life. Uh, I spend every Thursday with my grandma right now at the, she just moved out of the hospital and she's in a home. She had a stroke. She can't move one side of her body. She hasn't moved for the last four to five months. She sits in a bed and is frankly super miserable, you know, um, for us to maybe have that world someday where you can literally just live in a video game might be all the best for somebody in such a state. Right. So to see 
to watch these kind of shows and, and know that the technology that they're talking about is actually coming along and somebody's working on that uh, and stuff that I want to eventually get to and start working on too. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And I think that's where I like to escape and that's what I like to watch. Yeah. That's what I'm binging. Those types of shows. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of YouTube. Of course. Yeah, of course. But that's just for learning and yeah. awesome shit. Um, what is your favorite app that's not Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter? Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Let me take a look. Maybe Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Um, it's yeah. Let's see here. What's good? What do I have? It's a not social. Yeah. Because I figure if you ask anyone, it's an Instagram, right? So Kijiji. Okay. Kijiji. I buy a lot of stuff, or I like to dream about buying things. So for a while there, so like land, right? Um, t- I didn't buy it through Kijiji, but I was certainly scouring it to just just, to just know, right? Uh, was YouTube on that list too? Because it's obviously Technic- YouTube. Actually, not. So it wasn't you, on that yeah. list. So YouTube and Kijiji. Um, to be honest with you, Tinder's kind of a waste of time. So there's that. <laughs> um, but you know, you still find yourself on it. It's like a vice, right? Uh, if you're a single dude. Um, and uh, but yeah, those are those are pretty much it. Kijiji, YouTube. Tinder. <laughs> Good times. Uh, with Instagram, is there any Instagrammers that you follow that people like your favorite Instagrammers? My favorite Instagrammers? Um, primarily my homies and stuff. I want to say like, yeah, like my homies. Uh, and they're, they're awesome. Like Dean's wicked. Just, just, I like seeing what they're doing in life and stuff like that and people are showing progress one person who I really like who came to Ottawa did a did a gig for tourism I met him through that was uh, Taylor Michael Burke okay he's out of uh, Vancouver uh, but he is a guy who's doing awesome things for social change and I respect him a lot he's also you know kind of goes under the hood a bit it's not just a pretty picture of something awesome him and his girlfriend are wicked they're showing that they're developing their skills. They're going on epic adventures. They're learning how to, like, you know, they both lead climb some really rad mountains and things like that. And, they're, and then there's more than just going to a location shooting a photo. They're challenging themselves, you know. They're, you know, obviously safety has to be a major concern into everything that they do. Uh, they also um, work for an organization, I believe it's called Ocean Legacy, but they, are, they, they properly go and do shoreline cleanups regularly uh and you know they show how much plastic is how much plastic and also foam from docks abandoned docks like that they're showing up on so many shorelines on bc where it's just like littered with foam everywhere um they're they're exposing that they're using their platforms to tell people that and they're showing that they're actually cleaning it up and that there's organizations that you can then go and participate in and to do that yourself and help out and make positive impact and positive changes. So uh, he's something, he's, he's a guy that I'm a big fan of. Um, and people who are building, like Trent, Trent built a huge community, it's a Presler Woodshop, and he's just a great guy. Um, you know, uh, yeah, uh, those are two that just off the top of my head. Uh, big fans of, and I think they're doing that right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then you talked about YouTube. Yeah, who you, sure. Who are like your favorite YouTubers? Uh, so McKinnon's probably at the top, like more so than nice dad, probably like Canadian, good old Canadian dude out of Toronto. It's just comes at you a ball of friggin' energy, but a lot of really good factual information and learning. Like you can learn so much from that guy 
and in a good way. Um, he's such an amazing, amazing individual, and it's he's Canadian, so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Peter McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you land with his vlogs? Do you like his vlogs, or do you wish he was still doing more tutorial stuff like he used to? Uh, I think they're great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, in my opinion, there's not a thing that he puts out that isn't good. So I don't know. I don't mind it like either or, uh, because I mean, tutorials are tutorials. That's the thing too. Like it, like the way Gary V puts it out, it's just like, I don't need to tell you how to necessarily do something. If you see something and you want to do it, go freaking YouTube it up with somebody else or go Google it elsewhere. You know, you'll, you'll be able to learn it, you know? Uh, and it's, and it's how people live their lives. Uh, that's yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't mind it. I think he's doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. What's the music you're listening to right now? The rand the more weird and random, the better. Uh. So, what is it? Uh. A couple. I'll, I'll I'll list off a couple and not take too much time. DJ Quads is yeah. epic for friggin' uh youtube instagram stuff uh it's got a free soundcloud you can download pretty much everything petra put me on that and friggin super stoked on having her help me like that that was awesome the music is incredible um and then uh the one of the guys at the shop uh murray he listened to a lot of leaf fullback and at first i was like what is this this is so slow and stuff like that but like it's actually so soothing and his music he's a Canadian guy I believe he's out of Montreal and it's just like now I, I'm starting to sing along to it he's like he's always in the shop singing along to it and he's got a great voice voice of a goddamn angel right and uh it's just soothing. It, so when you are doing like, you know, really intense work and stuff like that, and you can have background music playing, I just find it, it puts me at ease and, uh, yeah, just, it's great. So maybe those two for now. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any books that you've read or that you'd recommend? So I'm actually reading a book right now. Uh, it's called canoeing through the mountains. Uh, and it's by a local guy, Phil Weir. His son put me onto him. His son actually bought a paddle for him. His son is a guy named, Pat Weir and his Instagram's like the Pat Weir. He is Canadian kid, originally from Ottawa, lives in Vancouver. He does incredible, incredible drone work. So he shot all the drone work in Deadpool, Deadpool two and stuff like that. And he's just an Ottawa dude who reached out to me and I was like, Oh my God, dude, you are incredible. And then I'm, and then he bought this paddle for his dad. And so I went and delivered this paddle and then he's just like, Oh, Hey, this is amazing. And they were like the loveliest. So his mom and dad are the loveliest people ever and his dad's just like let me give you this book that i wrote from a canoeing adventure and also if you want to go canoe some white water sometime just let me know we can go do it and i'm really hoping to do that actually before the year closes out but it's about his adventure through uh through the northwest territories out to the mackenzie but it's through mountains in the arctic pretty much and it's just like the most psychotic uh canoeing adventure that i'm just like I can't even, you know, I love canoeing. I like flat water, mellow canoeing, but he's on another level. And this book, he, it's really well written and he's a local Ottawa guy. And, you know, I, I'm not a huge reader, but I definitely pull it out every time I'm traveling and it's, it's great. Yeah. Any podcasts you listen to? It's the Gary Vee podcast. It's great. Uh, Akimbo by Seth Godin is good. It's new. It's pretty much like, you know, his blog brought into his brought into him reading it out kind of a deal his voice is a bit uh monotonous so i tend to not hear everything and have to listen to things two or three times whereas i do find the animated voices of gary v and stuff like that like you just can't miss it 
sometimes when he says something, right? Um, Radio Lab is incredible. Radio Lab's just like such a well produced. It was like sort of my first foray into podcast listening to them. And that's just, it's such incredible storytelling. There are stories that are just like, you know, they are award winning and they're just like, rightfully so. It's just how a podcast could and should be done if, if you had the million years and, you know, all the production time and stuff like that. Um, other than that, Freakonomics is awesome. Uh, Science Versus. I love Wendy Zuckerman. She's wicked. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. I travel a lot, so I listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts yeah. and stuff. And do you yeah. listen to them on regular speed? Like, I know some people listen to them at that. No. no. I, well, no, sorry. I don't listen to it on fast speed. Yeah. I, I, I've had, I've like seen that and they just sound, sound like mice. And so I'm just regular speed, yo. I want to get to know this person. I want to get to know their tone and, 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 and get a vibe for them. So I listen to regular speed. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah. I listen to them on double speed. Do you? It's, it's weird because you take your headphones out and everything feels like it's in the slow motion for like five seconds and then you yeah. kind of snap back. It's weird. Now, like, do you watch Dragon Ball Z? No. I've, Have you ever watched the Dragon Ball not Z? Not really. Like, oh, God damn. But I'm, I'm just like, you know, do you find that you're just like, information comes slower to you after you've listened to everything double time and you're more capable then of like sucking up maybe a little bit yeah like there was like i went to a thing yesterday it was called creative mornings yeah that's awesome yeah Friggin dude uh maxine who runs it it's incredible yeah. uh yeah so i went to my first one yesterday and i'm okay. so used to listening to gary v keynotes at double speed i'm listening to a regular keynote or like a speech yeah. at like normal speed yeah. so it was like different it you're was like just hurry kind of, up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No, no. No, i was just curious because like i listen to so i was wondering if other people i listen to regular ass speed yeah. because i like to just things are slow with me <laughs> yeah um, restaurants this is kind of a local ottawa question restaurants in the city you'd recommend are like little hidden gems oh they're the best uh so citizen incredible town incredible same owners mark and Lori. uh mondays they do uh meatless mondays with mike frank and drew uh drew fraser um that like it's just such such a friggin combo i love them ivan's crazy but union 613 is awesome also a, a rad hit they got jabberwocky upstairs which is a nice bar um been going there for years They've been having, a, in this other spot, they've been having a tough time because there's so much damn construction in front of them right now. Um, they've had to put up all a bunch of signs, but I go there once a week and take a takeout box and it's so much damn food. It's like $15 for like a takeout box, but you're going to be eating for like two or three days. Um, Ceylonta on Somerset. Um, it's like Sri Lankan food okay. and it's a friggin' gem. They're just going through a really tough time with construction right now. So if more people can go there, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Cause I don't want to lose them. They're just like, you know, it's such a value, great value for so much food there. Um, and they're great people. Um, those are kind of a few. Yeah. Yeah. So this, uh, morning and night routines, like a consistent one. Like I'm just personally You're going heavy into Tim Ferriss territory here. Oh, I sure am. My dog, ter- dog hair right here. <laughs> Could have been my dogs too, uh, but we'll see. Uh, your girlfriend's taking a long walk, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like don't come back for two hours. <laughs> no, I know. Um, uh, rituals, coffee. Yeah. Coffee is a big one. Uh, whether it be, uh, if I don't have cream, I'm terrible. I drink coffee with cream. Uh, if I don't have cream, I will make a Chemex and it'll be awesome. If I do have cream, I'll usually make an espresso just cause it's kind of quicker. Um, that's usually it these days. I've been, you know, like I said, I've been jamming some leaf full back in the morning to, to kind of soothe and take things easy there. Uh, and then a lot of nights it's usually woodworking and stuff like that. And you know, I kind of just get into a Zen state, uh, when I'm doing that and a little bit of skateboarding before that. So I'll usually finish work, 
skateboard, uh, and then woodwork slash document it all while I'm there and stuff. So that's kind of usually when I'm not traveling, that's kind of like my routine and it's just like progress always. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Now this next question I've stolen from Gary V. Okay. Straight up. You might've heard it it. if you've listened to his, uh, pod sessions. (sighs) Okay. What are you obsessed with? And it's not like a high level. It's like a random nitty gritty thing. Like, right. there's these new trucks I got for my skateboard and they're just unreal. What do you, like just, what do you got? What do you skate? Do I you have skate a, a longboard? I have a longboard. Oh, I know. I can't accept this podcast anymore. <laughs> Throw it all out. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, what am I obsessed with right now? I think I thought about that the other day just cause I heard it. And then like, I clearly am not thinking about that anymore. I mean, you asked me a week ago, it would have been Westworld. Maybe I was just like kind of crunching it just cause it was kind of interesting seeing Anthony Hopkins, make this world all go all crazy. I was on, I'm only on season one. So there's like that. And it's like Anthony Hopkins is in a television show, which is kind of cool. Um, so it's kind of stuff to that, uh, clearly like trying to projects, my own projects and stuff like that. So trying to finish this canoe. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Three items on your bucket list. Uh, items on the bucket list. So I actually crossed off a big one this year, I think. Um, they're just kind of like adventures and things to do. Like definitely the one would be to build this monkey and kind of eventually build a bigger home. Um, so that's one of them. One was just like, I have like micro adventures that I kind of like I'm obsessed about. And the one this year was actually climbing, uh, what's called the elephant wall or the Parnois Elephant at uh, Poisson Blanc. So Lac Poisson Blanc, it's this eight kilometer paddle into it. And then it's like this hundred foot, rock face um it's a five eight like for grading of like uh rock climbing stuff it's like a five eight um wall you can top rope it and stuff like that so you just you know you hike up the side you sling down like a 200 300 foot 250 foot rope or something like that and then you know you tie in you got your belayer you belay from a canoe and so it's just like a beautiful freaking thing i've got like shots of it on from my grandma i shot a video there um ton of drone stuff where you're just like like what kind of like this is planet earth you know you can just like canoe up to a side of a rock face and then climb up to the top and make it out and just like dude how sick is that so like last year i think i first saw it um this canoe company abtb uh out of quebec they popped out a short vimeo video of it that was like a minute long and i was just like I need to do that. So that was on the bucket list this year and I actually did it twice, which I'm just like so freaking pumped on. Um, yeah, I had some really good friends take us there the first time, showed us the ropes, literally, uh, made sure we did it all safely. And then the second time, uh, myself and my friend Marley, uh, we did it ourselves. We were canoeing in some, in a lightning storm. It was really sketchy at first, but we found Epic shelter, um, camped out then climbed it the next day. And it's just like so pumped. It's such an epic adventure. So uh, that was on my list this year. And then the third one, I don't know if I have a third one right this second. Okay. Uh, life goals. What are my life goals? Oh, uh, life goal is to make like, by the time I'm 40, so about eight years from now, have made like a thousand products for like a thousand people whom I hopefully have like really rad relationships with. I think that's sort of it. It's, it's not... You know, I'm not here to be a flash in the pan or anything like that. I think at this point, it's just like make shit that's going to be meaningful to people. And you know, hey, shit, if this thing, this thing fucked up on you, I'm going to remake it for you. Or, or you know, you don't like that, you don't like it, I'll just give you a refund, dude. Like I'm snow sweat off my back. You know, I just want to make sure we're we're cool. And you know, hopefully, this thing that I've made for you adds value to your life. And uh, 
that's, yeah, uh, if you call it a bucket list item or something like yeah. that, I guess by the time I'm 40, you just have a bunch of rad stuff out there and create rad relationships with people. Totally count bucket list item. Uh, 40, by 40-year-old 40 bucket go. list item. Yeah. Uh, next one is three, it's a classic question, three people dead or alive that you can go to dinner with, can be anybody, who okay. are you taking with you? This is a Ferris question. Is it? He's, I think he goes one person, though. Okay. So we're going with three people. Three people. Holy Jesus. I mean, doing a... Gary V thing where he like shits on you or something would be cool. Um, I think the toughest thing is finding people who are really critical of your stuff. People are too nice. Um, so finding somebody who's just really critical and can give you poignant advice slash shit on you, I think is really important. You have to be, you have to have slightly thick, thick skin and understand that, you know, this is for your better. But, uh, I think hopefully he would be somebody who would, be able to i don't know if he'd be able to take a deep enough dive into your your stuff but i mean you know he's obviously somebody who'd just be like if he did uh that would be incredible right it's sort of like his his like what is it his four d's or something like that or you had to spend ten thousand dollars to actually see him or something like that i mean if you could do that for free it'd be the best case ontario right <laughs> um so there's that uh others musk Elon Musk. Yeah, dude. I mean, so my background, we didn't talk about like school shit, but my master's is environmental engineering. Uh, environmental issues are uh, a concern for me. It's a big reason why, you know, I kind of look after this or try and do this whole recycled skateboards thing. Um, but he is just, he's that mind, you know, obviously you watch the Joe Rogan podcast with him. That was awesome. But, you know, uh, he's somebody who'd just be like, you know, where should I go with my career and how can I help you out? Maybe, Or what should I learn so that I can eventually work for you? That's kind of like something that I'd be like, you know, um, that'd be an incredible if you could do that. Because I think he's just he's that mind in our generation. That's just like he's our Einstein. Right. He's our guy. Um, so if you could if you get that little nugget and just like, you know, eventually hopefully work for him or something like that, I think that's incredible. Um, and then last one, Whew. do we need three? <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Uh, a third. It doesn't have to be someone famous either. It could be just like, it can be honestly anyone like a date. <laughs> if you want really to, want man. No. Uh, yeah. A third person I really want to go to dinner with. I mean, I don't get to hang out with my really good friends enough. So even just like, like it doesn't happen, honestly, it doesn't happen often enough, but just like any dinner that with like Tom, his girlfriend, Claire, like it honestly only happens a couple times a year, but I cherish that so much. Like, it, like it's super wicked hanging out with those two. Um, yeah. And it's always super inspiring and we always learn a ton. Uh, so yeah, even just, you know, it's a dinner that I go to every now and then, but if it were more often, I, you know, I always cherish them. So dinner with my best friend. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever been given and by who? Uh, best advice. Um, you, so like, yeah, shit, more Gary shit. You hear it every day, right? It's just like your best advice is like what you did yesterday almost doesn't matter. Right. Um, and that hits home to me. Uh, because 
it was like, I was nowhere in skateboarding, to be quite honest with you. Like, I had a couple sponsors, and I was just like, I've done it. I'm happy. I'm so stoked. I got, I'm getting free shoes. I'm getting free boards. I'm getting all this stuff. I've done it. I'm, I'm there, you know? And then I, like, if I can say it, like, I was 24, 25, like, we're going into shooting photos and stuff like that. But I kind of stopped pushing my skating. Uh, and I don't know if that was the right move. It's just kind of like, I felt like I was there, and I peaked. And I was just like dude, these days, obviously it's a psycho, everyone's getting psycho good. And it's just like, dude, there was so much more to be had. There was so much more to have learned and have done and to have, you know, just rest my laurels on what I'd done in the past was like, clearly like, you know, it's, uh, you get, and then you, you know, shortly thereafter you lose your sponsors and then you're kind of forgotten in a large realm. Right. Uh, so that's one of those things like, yeah, you, what you did in the past almost doesn't matter. Um, like, I mean, it's great, like all the awesome and hopefully you documented well, which is why I kind of document stuff as much as I do. Um, it's nice to look back on, but moving forward, how are you going to continue to add value? How are you going to continue to progress? Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, I, that really, it, I think that really affected me. Uh, and that's why I'm kind of always pushing myself because I was really just like, I thought I peaked and there's no such thing to be quite honest with you. Right. Like when that happened, I was just like. Yes, but now looking back on it, I'm just like, dude, you're such a dummy. Like, you should, like, what are you doing, dude? You're a kid. You have your health. You can keep going and you can keep crushing it. I've got a sore back today. You know, it kind of sucks that, like, you know, I really can't almost go after like the hardest tricks that I really want to do and inspire other people with. You know, so understanding that, taking that to additional forums like photography, videography, woodworking, and combining all that and just keeping the progression of my life and kind of like things now it's just like you know what's the next project right um that's what keeps me happy it's what keeps me sane uh it's what i like going after um and i've really found that uh and uh yeah the that's the advice is to not stop and just you know what's next keep going that's awesome yeah uh what's one thing about you that people wouldn't expect what's something that people don't expect about me I don't know, dude. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm pretty open book these days, so I, I, I don't know if there's much out there that people kind of don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe people don't know I like work a full time job. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Like, some, some people are like, "Oh man, I'm surprised you don't do woodworking full time." I'm like, like yeah, I, dude, I had no, no way. Idea. Like yeah. that could count. I mean, just yeah. examples from other ones. One guy he goes, "I'm a twin." Another guy he's like, "I'm allergic to fruit." Like, yeah just stuff like that but it, it can be you have a full-time job because honestly looking i had no idea oh, yeah okay well yeah I, I work like a full-time job being the main multimedia guy for, or not even main anymore but like a multimedia guy for the coast guard awesome so last last question before we kind of wrap it up okay what is one thing that you want everyone to know whether it be about you or just something everyone should know dude that's a big, i should have looked at these questions beforehand it's a big uh, question to end off on one thing that everyone should know um Dude, it's, I'm going to say the most cheesiest shit, man. Like, it's like, it's that, yeah, I don't know. You have one life. Ah, that's so lame. But like, yeah, but you have true. one life. And if you don't live it, then you're kind of blowing it. But I mean, live it the way that you're living it. And as long as you're happy, that's yeah. all more for you too. But I guess that's it. I don't know. I'm kind of blowing this one, but. That's all good. Yeah. Well, cool. Awesome. I want to give you the floor now. Where can the people find you? If you want to look into a camera, it'd be that one. 
Okay. But you don't have to uh, if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where I'm just like, uh, yeah. Uh, so Instagram, it's my last name twice at zero zero, I guess. And the YouTube, I guess I'm trying to grow the subscriber shit, but I'm like not all that psycho about that stuff. You watch it if you want. If you don't, that's cool too. Uh, Andrew Zito, I think the channel is and stuff. It's just my name. Uh, and uh, dude, this is great. Thank yeah. you, um, dude. Like you're doing, I think you're doing a good job here. Thank you. Uh, and I'm pumped. This isn't like honestly, this isn't like a thing that I do. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know you're showing up, and that's that's so important for all of us in the city and stuff. So thank, thank you. you. Yeah, I appreciate that, yeah, dude. Awesome. Heck yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening, and make sure you go check out Andrew on Instagram again. It's at zito zito, and just in case you don't know how to spell that, Z S E T O Z S. No, you spelled that completely wrong. Oh, S That was just a slip of the tongue. So you won't be finding me, but that's okay. Anyway, so my bad. That's a total slip of the tongue. It's all good. S Z E T O. S-Z-E-T-O. That's it. There we go. So yeah. make sure I'll, everything will be linked in the show notes down below in case you want to check it out, guys. If you listen this far, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Again, go follow Andrew on Instagram. Subscribe to his YouTube. And if you want to follow my social life, you can on Instagram at, at @mysocialpod. And if you want to check me out, guys, you can at, at the Jacob Kelly. Thank you once again, and we'll talk soon. It's a wrap. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of My Social Life. If you like this episode, please leave us a rating and a review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more likely other people are going to be shown this podcast, the more people are going to find it, more people are going to listen to it, and it's just better for the podcast. And if you've listened this far, as I said, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Whether you've listened to the entire thing or only bits and pieces, it means a ton to me that you've taken the time to check this out. And as I said in the intro, make sure you screenshot that you're listening to this and post it to your Instagram story and tag at my social pod. And if you do that, I will share it to the My Social Life Instagram story, giving you a little promo. I just want to see who's listening to this podcast. I'd love to see the community we're building here. And make sure you guys go and check out Zito on Instagram. He's at S-Z-E-T-O, S-Z-E-T-O, at Zito Zito. He posts some unreal pictures, guys. They're so cool. He's going to be a follow that you won't regret. And also make sure you go and check out his YouTube channel and subscribe to him. He's at just over 630. Hopefully he'll hit 1,000 subscribers there soon. Like I said, he posts some great videos too. Like highly, highly recommend you check him out there. And make sure you follow My Social Life on Instagram. It's at My Social Pod. Uh, I post clips from the podcast there. I'm starting to post some quote graphics. So playing around with different kinds of content. That's not just the podcast. So I highly recommend you check that out and make sure you check me out. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at the Jacob Kelly. I've been doing Instagram vlogs on my Instagram story where I post behind the scenes from my work from this podcast. So it's a pretty cool insight into what goes into producing my social life. So make sure you check it out there again. That's at the Jacob Kelly. Thank you once again for listening. We'll talk soon.